Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Uh, Zach and Sam are playing in their event, I guess right now. Yeah, I think it's happening. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. Looks like 3 p.m. Is that, that's there in Miami, right? Yep. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully Zach can bring it home. Speaking of bringing it home, boys, we are back. For another episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. I think this is episode, this is 25? 23. 23, man, where am I at? I don't know. A well, little bit ahead, I guess. <laughs> a little bit. I guess I'm getting excited for that 25th episode that's coming up. That'll probably be right around, right before Nationals. But any old who. We'll get there when we get there. Don't want to put the cart before the horse. Um, I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my better half, the qualified half, Adam Lane. So, um, got a lot to talk about today. Um... We've got, we're going to talk about, you know, competitive play, you know, Nats is finally upon us. The LQ season is coming to a close. So, a lot, a lot of different things going on. we got people playing in LQs now. We played in one yesterday. But, you know, we'll organize all that into, you know, specific thoughts. But, you know how we like to get started around here. And we know what that is. It's the news. Wolf Blitzer. That's how I feel every time I do that. So, um, first bit of news. So, German Nationals was this past weekend as well. Yep. And that gave us our first taste. Our first taste of Opus 7 spoilers. Yep. It's huge. Yeah, three three cards. Three cards. Three uh, different elements. And uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and go right into them. Um, I guess we'll start with. Well, I guess we'll just do them in order as they were revealed. Yep. So uh, you want to go ahead and start off with the first one. So the first one I think was Yule. It was Yule. Yeah. Have in front of you, but I, I, I think I remember all of them. It was two CP ice backup. Yep. One ice tap break. Um, search your deck for a forward. Yeah, it's one forward. And put it as the second card in your deck. Yep. It's worded exactly as uh, ice tap. Put Yule into the break zone. Search for one forward and put it under the top card of your deck. Yeah. So I mean, I I think I don't know how good it is yet. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's really interesting. Like no, I've never seen any card, even in card games that I've played, do mm-hmm. anything like this. Magic has some cards that do that. They'll they'll force you to put a card like three from the top or one okay. from the top. But like it's it's it, you don't see it's a, it's a weird effect you don't see often. So I, I know I've seen some people are like, oh well, now I'm just gonna do some stuff like ephemeral summoner. But I don't think that works because you're then you're shuffling your deck again. Exactly. Um, so that's not really something you can set up. However. It is. You can set up like um, it'll. It'll. You're basically going to draw this card next turn, mm-hmm. and you can also take a point of damage and draw this card next mm-hmm. turn. Um, so maybe there's an idea there. I think some people are going to come up with some cool stuff. I don't know how good she is yet, mm-hmm. but I think I can see some ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's neat. Um, anytime there's you know manipulation of the order of your deck, even a card like Ephemeral Summer Summoner. I can't say that word for some reason. But anytime you can manipulate the cards you're gonna draw, that, that that's never terrible. Yeah. Also, she's a two CP backup. So. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I know people are me like, oh, she doesn't improve nor ice at the moment. She probably doesn't. Not not like your normal ice deck. Yeah, I see her. She, I can see her like an ice X kind of deck yeah. where you're. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, maybe water. Yeah, ice water, ice earth. You know, yeah, I think maybe something. you do that. Then you like Moogle or I don't know. 
Yeah, there's it, a lot of things you could do. Yeah, I think the setup there is kind of neat. Um, now, is the uh, is is the juice worth the squeeze? I guess is what we're gonna. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she's a two CP backup, so mm-hmm. those are always at least borderline playable. Yeah, and you know, she's a thirteen card, I believe. Yeah, Dual she's 13. 13. Okay, yeah, she's maybe she'll see play in title. You never know. Um, but also, speaking of two CP backups, that leads to the next one. I'm actually a huge fan of this one. Uh, this is a uh, it's a fire backup. It's Lulu. We got a new Lulu outside of Lightning. Uh, she's a two CP fire backup, and she says when Lulu enters the field, choose one forward. So you have to choose regardless. Then it says you may put one backup other than Lulu you control into the break zone, and if you do, deal the forward you chose seven thousand. Yeah, I, I think this card's good too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you don't have to do it. The, you had you have to choose, which can kind of suck. I guess if like their only eight forward is like Dottaluma or something like that. Yeah, or if like yeah, I mean yeah, and that's uh, well, it's just choose a forward. So if you have a forward and they have a that's forward, that's true. You could choose your own. Yeah, you can yep. just choose your own, and then just not break your backup. Exactly. I mean, again, she's a two CP backup, so like it can't. I, I just don't see how that can, those can ever really be like. I mean, they can be bad, but like they're all like I said, they're always pretty borderline playable. Yeah, and I think this does enough. Oh, I agree. To, to warrant play. And I think it's really neat, like, especially if you're playing, like, you know, I, I immediately thought of, like, Fire Ice using this in conjunction with, like, Irvine or yeah. even, you know, using that off of a Sid, uh, you know, you bring a Sid Reigns into play, then you play this thing and finish the I job. Mean, there's a know? couple ways to look at it, like, reusing Fire Backups that just sit there, like, Backup VV, like, mm-hmm. Black Waltz, like, Irvin. Mm-hmm. Like, once they're out and they tap for mana a few turns, like, maybe you want to play another yeah. one. Yeah. Or uh, you can break, if you're playing, again, Fire Ice, you can, you've already searched with Banana Sid. Get yeah. rid of him, you get to play another one. So yeah, that I, too. Or, like, um, maybe you're looking at, like, Ice Water, where, like, you get value out of backups that don't break themselves, but they get value when they break. Yeah, like uh, like Larsa and Thornton. Yeah. Yeah, so I think she's really neat. I think she... And, and then and, the obvious Ice Lightning, because she's fodder for... I mean, yeah. Ice fire, fire Lightning? Fire Lightning, yeah. yeah. Because she's obvious fodder for uh, H. Lulu. Yeah, and we we saw this weekend that Thundaga. Yeah, pretty pretty. Good. pretty oh, I mean, it's, I got it's hit still by pretty it a good. Times. Yep. Exactly, and and that's good, and and that this is a common. I think that is perfect for what you're looking at at a common. I think it's I think it's absolutely a fine card, and I I think this will see some play. I think it will too. Yeah. And then they finished it off with uh, they revealed the first legendary of the set, and uh, it's it. I think this card is really really good. I, I think some parts of it are way better than the other, and that is a, that is a, a new Bart's. We have a new legendary Bart's, three uh, CP. He is a seven K. Job is Warrior of Light, which is interesting. Uh, he is a Category Five, obviously, and he says when Bart's enters the field, choose up to two Category Five characters and activate them. Not characters you control, which just says two Category Five characters. So if your yeah. opponent has them, there, there could be some. Yeah, there could be some relevance to activating your opponent's characters. Um, and yet, he uh, the rest of the text is nothing but S's. So he's got three S's. The first one is uh, Spellblade. It's just, and they're all just... The, the cost for all of them is just S. Yep. So the first one is Choose a Forward, Deal at 5K. Okay. Second one is Until the End of the Turn, Bart's gains First Strike and his power becomes 10,000. I think that's going to be the big one. And then the third one is, until the end of the turn, Bart's gains haste, brave, and Bart's can attack three times this turn. You may only use this ability if Bart's has cast Spellblade uh, yeah, spell and Dual Wield this turn. Yeah, so basically you have to have three Bart's in your hand. 
In order to use that ability. Right. Um, which I think that one now, in title... Oh, in title, this card's insane. This card is busted in title. So, um, there's a ton of things you could do with it in title. First mm -hmm. off, you're going to run, like, every Bards. So, it's pretty likely that you could actually get off all three in one yeah, turn. Yeah, that's 12 Bartses in the deck. That, that's two Bartses attacking three times. Like, they're going to get big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the first effect is going to be way more relevant in title. Mm -hmm. uh, strongest Sword... Okay, I guess I'll do that twice in one turn. That seems yeah. okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's something to think about outside of title, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, the second S is the most relevant, I think. Yeah, because... Like, I can just swing with him. I might not even have a Bart's in my hand. It's like it's like a bluff, right? Like, I could swing with him, and you might have, like, some AKs, but, like, do you want to risk that I have a Bart's in my hand? Exactly, because then he becomes a 10K, and then he gets whatever buffs you have out already, because yep. his power becomes that 10K. And also, the, the other thing, too, is he is a Warrior of Light. Now, I know we had that conversation that typically when Bart's hits the board and you have Warriors of yeah. Light out anyway, he becomes a Warrior of Light, but... Yeah. Like searching and stuff. Yeah, though. this allows, like, Arya and Sarah Mobius to search him out. And plus, you know... Light Wall. Yeah, Light Wall. He can be brought back by that. Um, So I, I think... He, I th obviously he fits in good with whatever warrior of light shell. I think he makes that archetype better. Mm -hmm. And there's also raised an interesting question: How many other like now? I guess from what I understand, because I haven't played Final Fantasy V in a very, very long time, were they ref were the main characters in that I referred mean, yeah, to I'm warriors sure of light by like the a, end? Like a couple of times where they say it, and I don't even know if it kept up in every version of the game. Like it may have been like a translation thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I know I brought it up in the car on the way. I was like, maybe this means that they're going to start printing Warrior of Light versions of like main characters from like, yeah, the Yeah, like Cydia. you'll see a Terra, you'll see a Zidane that are Warrior of Light. I hope which... they don't do that, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that could get that could get real loose real quick. Um, yeah, the other thing, like I know, like maybe like, like an Earthwind Warrior of Light build, too, could be really good with this Bart's. And you play the other Bart's, and you play like Minfilia and Meyer, like that gives yeah. you access to tons of Bart's. So. Yeah, being able to play you know do the because you, you can just do the s's right and you can just do the s's play minfilia get them back do the third s yeah. and just boom yep you can yeah. do ss minfilia go to combat s yeah yeah it's it, like i think this card is really really good <clears throat> i will say that the big thing you know, with that is he's a three cp so like a lot of removal hit him will hit him oh, yeah. and as soon as you cast a third s a, oh he's dead a good oh, player dead. sitting on removal you're just gonna kill him and then you just wasted exactly your minfilia and yeah. yeah, you you have to make sure the coast is clear if you're going to try that. Because if, if you do that, you probably just win the game. Oh, yeah. If, if they have the removal, yeah, he's probably just going to win. Yeah. yeah. But if they don't and you're able to do that, you you probably just win on the flip side. So so Opus 7 is coming in hot. So I expect probably I expect to maybe see more at the uh, Seattle Crystal Cup, which is next mm. week, which is yeah. segue into more news. Yep. But um, I think Opus 7 is looking uh, – these three cards, I like them. Yep. And um, with that being said, you know – Moving back into the present, you know, LQ season is coming to a close, as we said at the top of this program. Yeah, there's only a few more left. Yeah, like I think, what, like four? Like three. Like three domestically. Just three. That's it? No, just, just three? three? Yep. And then we've got, so we got three LQs, the Seattle Crystal Cup, and then we have the Crystal Cup that's in, that like the last the chance last, qualifier. The Dark Crystal the Cup. The Dark Crystal Cup, exactly. And, um, you know, we played in one yesterday. This was my last shot at winning a qualifier. I didn't make it. Well... Last shot until well, and yeah, the shot, winning a winning a local qualifier, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, this was my last shot. I ended up going three and two. I was on the bubble for top eight. Yeah. Uh, it was a good size. Uh, we went up to Gamers Heaven it was again. Like up thirty in PA. people. Yeah, it was like yeah, thirty, thirty-two, something around that ballpark, which was a good size tournament. There was you know a lot of killers in the room too. Um, I was on the bubble for top eight. Tiebreakers weren't good enough, 
and it happens. I wasn't upset. Um, I didn't. I went up to this tournament just to just to play in it. Yep. You know, I I've kind of gotten over the. Hey, I don't think I'm gonna win an LQ. I kind of got over that hump, but um, and I think I kind of solidified that once I signed up for the Dark Crystal Cup because I'm going to LA regardless. And I, I remember when I was doing the. Uh, Choco views, the first Choco views with Cody, which by the way, he just hit me up to do the part two or get the yeah, pretty much, I guess, redo that one because it was a very, very rough like first episode. So okay. that'll be fun. But, um, you know, we talked about that and I said, I don't care, you know, regardless, I'm going to nationals. Um, I'm going to be there to hang out, support the community, you know, support, you know, my VA brethren, my returner brethren while we're there. And, you know, I'm going to see if I can top four that qualifier sneak and I'm trying to make the Cinderella story happen. But, you know, I was on Model Water Monsters like I've been playing, and the deck was fine. Like, I didn't I, – I made a critical mistake against Turbo by not playing backups. I went against everything that I had said and everything that I had trained to do because I got my tunnel vision with Ash. So it was a huge mistake. I, I punted that one away. And not taking anything away from Steven, he, he – you know, I got Turboed, and he played the deck right, and sometimes yep. that happens. And then my other loss was to Tracy. Yep, yep. Yeah, and he was playing uh, Ice Earth, like Nidhogg and stuff like that. Very similar to the list that uh, Spencer and Vincent just sent us, but um, that same kind of shell. And we are, I got we, I ended up going to deck out. Yep. And like we I just decked out yesterday too. Yeah, the, the our deck just kind of hit our, our game just kind of hit a stalemate, and you know I just didn't have the cards to finish the game off. So that's all right. It happens. Uh, he ended up making top eight. He he, he was actually, you know. Turns out that match ended up being like a winning in. Yeah. Because whoever round won. Before. Yeah. You would have thought to play your next round, but yeah, I mean, probably the tiebreakers get a lot better. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. I wasn't upset. I actually had a great time. Big shout out to those guys and a huge congratulations to Nick Chanel for actually taking it away. Um, qualifying for Nationals. Great player. Mm-hmm. He does very well. You know, his results are always fantastic. He's a real smart player and very deserving of that qualification spot. Yep. So, good luck to him and Nats. We'll definitely see him there. Congratulations to the, on the tournament. Adam, how'd you do yesterday? Uh, I missed the cut, too. I was a little under 500 at 2-3. and three. Um, I took Mono Earth there, mm-hmm. um, and I had been testing it a lot. It had been performing really well. I still think it performed well, even though I went 2-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Um, First round was against Wind Lightning. I had never tested that match actually. Yeah, it was it was all over the place um, up there, which was different. Well, and I played; they were all different too. So this mm-hmm. one was like Cipher, and he didn't really give me much trouble at all. Um, I managed to like kind of build my backups, killed every Cipher that hit the board. Mm-hmm. Um, then I finally started playing forwards. Uh, one of them got outsitted, but it, it, it didn't really matter because I I was able to like basically kill his board while he killed my forward, so mm-hmm. like it kind of evened out. But then I kind of started running out of gas, and I and then he started playing like Adele and um, Alua, and I was forced to Shantoto, and at that point I was on five damage, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought I was okay because I was like, okay, I'm on five damage, but I have forwards that I can play next turn, and I'll mm-hmm. be able to turn the corner, and then he top decks Astenian, and I, I had no summon, like because a lot of my summons were like battle tricks or whatnot. Yeah, this was against uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I had no way to kill Astenian without my. Uh, me having a forward on board, mm-hmm. and so that was lights out. Uh, I basically had to hope that I had a Mustadio. Yeah, on like the six point of damage, which mm-hmm. didn't happen. Uh, then after that, I went to play Dan, mm-hmm. who I believe is already qualified as well. I believe Dan is yes. Um, he was also on Wind Lightning, but way different. Yeah, his was. Uh, we we mentioned Thundaga earlier. He had heroic Lulu. He had Paul. He had. Uh, he had Alcid, but I never saw it. Um, Alua's obviously. Mm-hmm. I 
don't remember if there was an Adele in there. I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was actually a really good match. We both almost went to deck out, and I ended up decking out. I did manage to play Scarmaglione when he played a Paul and forced him, it forced him to play a Cyclops overpay overpay, overpay a Cyclops straight from his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and if but if he didn't have that, I think I just blow him out at that point. Oh yeah. Uh, but he he did have it, and that ended up like I had to lose my scar and I had, I had nothing for that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we kind of just kept going and like I ran out of forwards basically. Yeah. And I had to like start popping my backups to do things like cancel summons and stuff. And he played a Paul. Oh, well, first off, the Zemus caught me off guard. He played like a Zemus like really late, and mm-hmm. I had already played my Race Vilgar, and I didn't remove his break zone because oh. I was thinking like I needed the character back because we were like going late game, mm-hmm. and I needed forwards to play. But maybe I should have re- removed his break zone. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I-, I killed the first Zemus, and then the second Zemus came down. And I had nothing for it. Mm-hmm. So I lost to Paul because Paul came down and then hit me once, and that was enough to, yeah. to mill you out. Yeah, pretty much. And then after that, I played the Mono Earth Mirror, mm-hmm. and that was really interesting because I got to race Fogar twice after he had played two minors to remove his break zone two times. And that was against uh, Nate, I believe. He's and one of their newer, one of the newer players, players up there. Yeah. yeah. And that was rough. Like, I, I don't see how he would have came back from that, especially like once I got rid of a lot of high threat targets in his break zone. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty quick. And then after that, I played with another guy who was a big fan of the podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you remember his name or not. No, uh, I know he was wearing... I, I played against, uh, I think, uh, his son or... I, I, Maybe. He was yeah. a really nice guy. Yeah, I yeah. I apologize I, for not remembering his name. But he was on Fire Lightning. Yeah, because he was, he was standing outside when we came up to the yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was on Fire Lightning. It's a pretty interesting build, but he didn't get to see a lot of backups. And neither did I, but I was able to pressure him. Mm-hmm. That was pretty quick. And then last round, I was like, maybe I could get him, but my losses were early. But Dan was doing well. Yeah. Uh, so, but last time I had to play Mike Hudsinger. Yeah. Um, again, that was a really close match too. Um, he, I mean, he had got more damage on me, but I was probably going to turn the corner if I could stick my Rydia. Mm-hmm. And I knew the only card that was going to really screw me was Cloud of Darkness, but he had it. Yep. So that ended up kind of, I lost that game. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah, I went two and three. So, but it was a fun time. All the games were good. All the games were pretty close. Yeah, we always still felt the deck performed pretty well. There's a few things probably I could have done differently. Yeah, and you know, and it was good because I, I love those guys up there. They, they're this was the first time we'd been there. I know they just moved to their new facility, like at the end of the shopping center. Now it's like a lot bigger, really, really it awesome a nice setup space. they got there. Yeah, it has a lot of space. Yeah, and um, I love all those guys seeing get, actually seeing Gabe get to play for once instead of having good job. Yeah, Gabe, yeah, Gabe crushed man. Yeah. Um, yeah, seeing Mike, seeing Colin, you know, shout outs to all those guys, and uh, we got those awesome verse deck tins. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome too. Yeah, um, one of the guys from last time we talked to verse, we talked with him about verses a yeah. lot, and uh, he had never played the game, but he had the tins because he thought they were cool. And I saw them, like, because mm-hmm. I, I can literally spot those no matter where I go. Oh, you, you can hear them. You can hear those things a mile. Well, it's away. just like we used to have them, right? Oh, yeah. So like, if I see a tin or if I see people wearing the t-shirts, like I know exactly what it is. Oh yeah. And so when he came out, he told us he had a surprise that he had two more of them, and he gave us each one. Oh man, man, I, I could have just I could have scooped him up in my arms and given him a passionate kiss for that one. So man. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. It was just such a great time all across the board. Like, and that's that's one of the things. Like, we go to a tournament like that where you know the competition's good, the personalities are even better. Like, I couldn't have I couldn't have asked for a better day of cards. Yeah, would I have liked to have made top eight? Eh, you know what? It's fine. I would have, but I thought all my matches were great. Uh, I the only game that I truly truly made a mistake was in game one. Yeah. So 
I, you know, no, no, my, my play was good throughout the day. Like I said, my other loss just came to a literal stalemate. Yep. And I never saw my dragons till late. Happens. Yeah, cards, you know, cards fall like that sometimes. Yeah, and it's fine. Like I had a great day. I, I can't wait to go back to the next one. You know, actually get to hang out with those guys. It was one of those things that you know, like since we were all out because I know Curtis didn't do all that well. Steven yeah, we, didn't we do all scrubbed out. <laughs> yeah, like I think Kyle and I were the only ones above five hundred. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stephen was two and three as well. Yeah, probably right there. Yeah. So uh, then we were like, well. Let's just head on back, go get some food. Then we had this really, really nice dinner at a real swanky place. That was really good. Yeah, the uh, the forty dollars steak that Stephen got looked like it was worth Thing every was penny. Oh, dude, it was a it was a slab of animal, but um, it was really cool, really, really great time. So you know, L- that was my last LQ. Now I'm looking forward to the Dark Crystal Cup, which we spoke about last week. That'll be the day before um the day before nationals. I'm actually I'm going to be getting my plane ticket in the next couple days. Um, I've already been given because I know you and Curtis are flying out the next day. Yeah, we're we're flying out the day of the LCK. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Stephen and I are flying out Thursday because Stephen's qualified, but he want he he doesn't want to fly alone, so he wants he'll be my flying buddy. And I've actually been, you know, Okimoto offered me a spot to crash. Matt Rice has offered me a spot to crash. So, you know, I, I thank you guys for letting me stay that one night before you guys get there because I know we're staying with you know Curtis's fam. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited to go, and now I can look forward to. You know, testing the decks I want to play out there because I want to have one for the LQ and then I want to have one for or one for the Crystal Cup and then one for Nationals. Should I? So, but we'll get to that. Uh, the big piece of news is uh, speaking of Nationals, like that information. Like for those who have qualified, you've gotten a lot of the information. All the information is starting to kind of get out in the open now. Um, t- you know, you you got the inside scoop, man. Tell us what it's all <laughs> well, about. He made it public too. Well, I know, but but t- <clears throat> tell but, us what. Uh, but yeah, we got our emails. Basically, it said like congratulations. You know. Blah blah, and like they showed the prizing. So every, I believe everybody that enters gets the mat, which is basically what the Shiva sleeves look like. Yeah, I, I, I like the art. Yeah, a lot. it looks a little more extended. It's got a Nidhog on it, and yeah, yeah. so really that's cool. dope. Um, basically, yeah, like uh, I think they said like it starts at like ten a.m. Or, what, mm-hmm. or whatever. I think deck registration starts at nine. Mm, loose. Um, I mean, I'll be there now. I'll be fine. I'll be oh, yeah. Uh And then. Um, basically, yeah, they broke it down. It's a top 31 cut, which mm-hmm. is different from what we're used to. Yeah. So the Close. 32nd player, I believe, gets top 32 prizing, mm-hmm. but doesn't get to play in day two. And then whoever finishes first in Swiss doesn't have to play the first round of top 32, so they're automatically a top 16. Yeah. Um, and then top eight goes to Worlds. All expenses paid, which mm-hmm. is sick. Yeah. Uh, also, I believe if you get top eight, you get a cool, like, Final Fantasy TCG hoodie. Like, like a hoodie, yeah, like almost like like the team uniform for representing the U.S. and worlds. Which yeah, which is sick as well. I kind of I really want one. There's gonna be like a duster, or you know, maybe like <laughs> a, sure maybe like a, a like hooded a, sweatshirt, or like a good. you know, like a reversible Planet Hollywood jacket. That <laughs> Although seems... you know, maybe maybe I'll turn mine into a duster. I'll just like slap the little oh, do it, back of the do it, jacket. man. Be like Loren- <laughs> walk around looking like Lorenzo Lamas in that thing. <laughs> but not yeah, all the prizing is really dope. Um, I believe top thirty two gets a Sephiroth box. Yeah, the one that's. Um, for as the well, dark as well as like cup. anybody that tops in a like a side event on Sunday, mm-hmm. again it's still closed to anybody that hasn't qualified, which yep. I do think still kind of sucks. But um, you know, next year I'm sure it'll be improved, just like this year was improved. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. So, you look at the what you're trading for a larger attendance. I think you're gonna get, and I've said this before. As much as I, I want Nats to be this big grand affair, I think the tournament. 
is going to be really, really solid. I I, I, I've said it before. Like, round one to the end, like, you're going to be playing against nothing but oh, killers. no match is going to be easy. Exactly. Everybody that's there has basically won a tournament to mm-hmm. be there mm-hmm. or got top four at a stacked tournament. Mm-hmm. So... You, you, you've proven you, you've you've proven your chops at this point. Yeah, it's it's not it's not going to be easy like mm-hmm. at all. Oh, absolutely. So it goes into you know like how are you going to prepare and we'll get and that's what we're going to kind of talk about near near the end of our cast today. But um, yeah. are you excited, man? Are you excited for you yeah, know especially mean, once you got like the email? Was fun and I don't even I can go too. I don't. <laughs> I'll be fine. Oh yeah, true, true. I I, I don't plan on it, but like I I think like. It'll be fun no matter what to hang out with everybody. Yeah, that's and there'll be people there that aren't qualified that I want to hang out with too. Yeah, my my biggest fear, my biggest fear, and I said it, um, because unless unless Greg Cole and Matt Rice, unless they qualify and we're before beforehand, I hope I think, they do. I, I, I really want to say Matt do. Rice has one more shot because I want to say one's up near his oh, area. I, I hope he nails it because there it could would be, be wrong nothing, though. It might be further away from him than I know. Nothing would break my heart more. Like I might legit start crying if going if you know we're in top eight of this qualifier. Only top four get to go to Nats. I have to play against one of them too in like yeah, top suck. eight. I would, I would be so sad. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. That would be the only thing that could ruin my weekend. But also too, like at the same time, if I don't finish it up, oh no, I'm in LA for the weekend. I'm gonna have a great time regardless. Yeah, I do kind of wish that maybe I had planned my flight on Thursday just to have an extra day in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see though. I might still have time. I think I'll still have time to do some stuff. Probably like Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. That's the goal, and that's the thing, man. That's outside of you know wanting to be really good competitively at this game. I really think the community, the community alone, makes hanging then, around the game worth it. Yeah, and then we're there. I'm there through Monday, so Sunday night too. No, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not heading back till Monday either. So yeah, I'm heading back like Monday midday. Yeah, same. So. Same. Um, yeah, I think the only other piece of news is Seattle Crystal Cup. Yeah, is next Seattle week. Crystal Cup is next week, and that's the last Crystal. I, the last I, Crystal Cup that gives you buys. Yes, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It, it, it's it's still throwing so me there you off. Go. I mean, maybe Greg gets his qualifier there. Oh, dude, maybe man. the other local qualifier, Matt Rice, wins. I, I, I think man, that, that would I would love for, I, I would love for them too to be qualified that way. I don't have to don't have to worry about knocking them out or them knocking me out. Like man. I just I want I want us all to be there, and that's the and that's the only thing that sucks about the whole like this qualifier system. It. It, it it separates the chaff from the wheat, <laughs> and we're all chaff. No, 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 we're we're wheat and you're chaff. But um, it but it also it's also you also ain't having to knock each other out, right? Like yeah. I know, like it's rough. It's it, a rough it, system. Um, but it's rewarding because I think Nats is going is. to be a quality quality tournament. Now I also hope, I also hope that there's not a lot of breaks between streams. It, it, I know this has been something that has come up, and you know I'm, I'm segueing right from the news into a fireside chat. Blankets are on, boys. So one of the things that's kind of come up is like the and I um, I noticed the Choker Bro. Shout out to them again that they talked about it a little bit on their last. We've podcast. been talking about it every we, time we stream too. So the the large amount of downtime in the streams, and I I get it. It's kind of a newer process for this game. I mean, there's a couple things, right? So Turbo's a thing now. Right? Yeah, those matches. Three it, minutes and twenty seven seconds is usually the average for a Turbo <laughs> Ice match. <laughs> okay, you got it down to a science. Yeah, oh yeah. Cause I, I I timed it at the first LQ the LQ I played the deck at. Okay, that was that was every match was three yeah. minutes twenty eight, three minutes fifty. Like it's around. fast. It's, it's super fast. So. 
I mean, I know something we do that's been really successful. Um, and it's not like our equipment is like that professional. Yeah. Uh, we have two feature matches. Mm-hmm. We start on one. If that one ends early, we We've... turn it to the other one. Yep. And then we... we commentate the rest of that. And then we try to have things to do in between rounds. Yeah, like we'll do like some pack openings. We'll talk about some news. Um, we'll interview the people that were on stream. Like I, I think, you know, the, the thing is, and this is not, and again, this is not a knock at any single person because I'm glad that we just have it. Yep. But I think having some things to do instead of having 45-minute breaks between every round, like you, you want to keep your viewers invested. They're, they're tuning in. Maybe, maybe they're, they've heard about the card game. They're on the fence. And, oh, man, here's, here is the United States National Championship. This is a good time to watch what this game looks like competitively. Every time you turn in, you're, you're, on, a break. you're on a break. And it's like, well, yeah. shit, okay, well, we'll be back in 40 minutes? What? Yeah. Like, I, I think... I think some improvements just could be made to. I think you need to have. Mul- I think multiple feature matches to, is the at, easiest. At one. minimum two, and I, you I, could I think do- if you have the equipment, and I don't. I don't think we're there yet. Mm-hmm. To be to be safe and to have the least amount of breaks, four probably. Yeah, and, and you but know, you got to have the equipment for that. Yeah, you got to have four essentially four setups. Yeah, four tables set aside, and I, I think the baby step is two shoot to get to four eventually. Yeah, I think two is fine right now. Yeah, cause, especially like it's not like our events are like. Massive compared to other. Oh yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But like having that second event because you can kind of control what matches go on stream, especially if you have the deck list. Like if you've got, if you know you've got turbo on a feature match, make sure a non-turbo is on the other feature match. You know what I mean? Like you have control as what goes on there. You don't necessarily have to. I like to have the top tables up there. Yeah, but for the sake of timing it, you can have the top table on the main feature match and have. Anybody you want on the other one. Yeah, I like to try to shuffle it mm-hmm. between people that are like obviously at the top tables versus like an interesting decks. Yeah, I mean you can you can kind of be good about how you pick stuff. I mean you want to keep the players that are doing better at, on the stream. Yeah, no, I, I agree because you, you want to see you want to you know kind of reward reward the best for doing the best. Yeah, if that makes sense. But I think that's that's kind of the next step, and then having player interviews, maybe even showing some replays during the matches of like a previous event, something. Like I'm not asking them to reinvent the wheel, but I think when we're having these big events, and who knows, next year it could all be different. Yeah. So we're we're just trying we're just trying to get ahead of the curve, as it were, by by suggesting these things. And I know you know people have been vocal about it. You know, I know RB and those guys have have. Heard, we're not saying anything that hasn't already been said. Yeah, and it's not like I hate the streams now. Oh, I, I love just, them. I still tune in. I tune in I the whole time. Yeah. So, but that's cool too. So you know, with with that with that, let's. I think t- there was one other piece of news we forgot actually. Was there? Uh, there was the Australian tournament. Or the, yeah, New, the New Zealand yeah, yeah. tournament. The, 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 it was a Spirit Cup, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was in New Zealand, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was Jason a, Z won. Yeah, he was playing um, Earthwind. Earthwind, that's right. And uh, didn't and Mono Water won the German Nationals. I, yeah. I, I know I mentioned. I, yeah. I, I, it was Mono Water, dudes. Ash did work over there. Every time I turned the stream on, it was always Ash crushing people's dreams. Yeah, card's good. Um, Turns out. Yeah, Mono Water is really good too. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of things that are good. Yeah, the. Uh, the one in New Zealand, it was I saw a fair amount of Earthwind, saw some Turbo, Monoice, some Vice Kings, and then yeah, like Viking decks. Mm-hmm. Those are the big ones. 
Yeah. So, so the meta's still wide open, so that gives you all a lot to work with heading towards uh, U.S. Nationals, that's for sure. It, it's anybody's game. And also, too, just back to deck diversity, the the LQ at games haven't, gamers haven't, man. It was... I never played against the same deck twice. I, I like that. I did. Well, the same archetype. It was a different deck. Oh, yeah. Which I, which I think is really cool. Even though the archetype is the same, the decks can be just tremendously different. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I think that's cool. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about tournaments. We talk a lot about quality and, you know, big competitive events. You know, the big thing we want to talk about is, like, that drive. You know, what makes somebody want to play a game competitively and what keeps you wanting to play competitively especially when like we kind of live in a time where you can't what am i trying what am i trying to think of the right way to word this you're building a scene for a game that's still relatively young you can't expect everybody who picks it up to be as competitive as you are there's no game that exists where everybody that wants to play the game in your area is going to want to have the same level of so what Try to think. Try to think of the way to like, kind of correlate it all together. You know, like you and I play this game competitively. We, we're we're here because we want to be, we want to be the best that we can be. And I'm gonna mention. I, I'm, I don't want again. I don't want to jump around a little bit, but I, I'm gonna mention an article that I shared with you guys earlier this week. Like we want to be the you know be do our best to be the best at this game competitively, but we also want to, you know. Those that want to be competitive, but they're kind of on the fence, like we want to help them achieve that level. But at the same time, we can't alienate those that want to not be cat. We, and we've talked about this before on the on the Turks podcast about kind of nurturing both of those communities. But sometimes doing that, you can lose focus on what it is that you want for yourself. Yeah, and I feel like the article I shared was actually one on it was on TCG Player. It was by Brian Brown doing about. The pressure to remain relevant. So, I highly recommend checking that out. <clears throat> and it, it really hit close to home because you know I'd been struggling. You know I've, I've been doing well at these LQs, but not getting over the top. And it's like, man, I, I've kind of I have that expectation of myself that not only as a as a content creator, but someone who's a visible personality in the game that. I, I feel like I should be doing better than I am. Like the pressure, I, and maybe that pressure just comes from myself because, you know, we talk about this stuff, people listen to this stuff, they submit decks to us, they want our opinion on things. I think a lot of the pressure is like self-harm pressure, I guess. I don't really know a better way to put it. Well, we, we put the pressure on ourselves because yeah. like we want to make sure that, you know, we don't want to be, like if people are looking to us for advice. pressure, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's like people ask us our opinion on things. We want we don't want us to be a bunch of busters. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like why why ask us for something when we can't win? True, but um, we clearly we do. But like where like what? And I guess I bring it all back around to this. Like you have you have all that going on. Like what is it that gives you that drive to stay competitive in a game where there really isn't much of a much of a payout per se like like you you cannot turn final fantasy tcg into a career yeah i mean for me it's not for me the win is about is not about money i'm not trying to make it my job Mm -hmm. um i don't need a sponsor yeah yeah um like i do it for myself Mm -hmm. um winning for me is like a prideful thing yeah uh and then when I lose, I try to take it the best as possible. Am I like slightly upset when I lose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm usually the 
type of person. The first person I blame is myself. Oh, all day long. Uh, all day long. And I'm not saying that to like pe- get people to pity me or anything like that. It's more about like that's how I get better. Yeah. It's for me to be like, okay, where did I mess up? And I've said this a lot on here, I think. And like, what can I do better? Mm-hmm. I'm a hyper competitive person by nature. Like ever since. Well, even ever since I can remember, honestly, even as a kid, and I was probably a little bit more angrier as a kid, mm-hmm. but I was still, like, really competitive, no matter what I was playing. I could be playing, like, fucking Pogs or, mm-hmm. like, Tiddlywinks. Oh, like, man, Jacks, baby. It's all <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I'm not, I didn't play those games, but I'm just, like, you know what I'm trying to say. If you were playing those games, you would be competitive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I try to take everything seriously, and I know, like, that used to get to my brother sometimes when we were kids. Sure. Um, because, like, you know, he sometimes he just wanted to have fun, and mm-hmm. even now. But I think he he understands now that that's just the type of person I am. Like mm-hmm. if we played a game, uh, we'd play the first time blind, mm-hmm. and it would be like a like a good versus game, right? And we'd go back and forth, you know. After that day, you best bet like I'm going to find every resource that I can mm-hmm. to figure out how to get better at that game so that he doesn't beat me. Oh yeah. And that used to make him mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to get mad when I lost. Mm-hmm. And I, I take it better now. But once I play fighting games, mm-hmm. throw all that shit out the window. Now I can't play a game the same. Yeah. Every game I play, I take like I always look at it from a competitive aspect, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to be like, oh well, I'm just gonna play and not care mm-hmm. and have fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with people that do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's hard for me to do that. Right. Um, and this is a card game that I like. I think it's balanced. Mm-hmm. There are cards that are broken. But, you know, that's fine. Uh, I love the IP, mm-hmm. so I want to be good at it. Yeah. And that's... You kind of summed it up there when you're just talking about, like, what 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 you, what you it means to yourself. Like, like for me, I'm... Like, one of my, I'm trying to think of the right way to word this, try to get my thoughts together and make them, you know, flow a little bit better. But um, I am a competitive person. I do get mad when I lose. But, nine, like, in 99% of the time, I can... I can Point that finger right at myself and say, like, a perfect example is yesterday. I was like, I lost because I didn't play backups like I was supposed to. And, like, I knew I was, like, I knew better than that. Mm. So I was a little mad at myself. But I got over it, kept going. But I, I think sometimes, like, sometimes I get so fickle that, like, I, I, have, I have days where I just lose that drive. Yeah. Where it's like, man, why, like, I, 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 I question myself. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah, don't, I will say about me. When I start to lose drive in things, it's when I get bored. Mm-hmm. And I'm not close to bored. Oh, no, I'm, I'm 100%. And we that's would, not we the wouldn't case be for, doing yeah. yeah, that's not the case for everybody. Not not everybody has the drive that mm-hmm. way. But for me, it, with Street Fighter, for example, I got bored. Yeah. And I did too. That's the, why I The games playing. that I loved, I didn't love as much because I found them boring. So I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like this game, I, like I'm not even close to slowing down. I th- and think, and what's what's crazy is every time I get that drive, and I, I think that that third LQ, that that was that was like the tipping point for me. Like, and you guys saw it. Like, I I, 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 I like tilted. I tilted after. And I, I lost. don't. I don't blame you for being mad a little bit. Like, I would have been mad too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I think you've gotten to the point now where you understand that like. The shit, it doesn't define who you are. Yeah. 
I mean, you want to win because, like, it makes you feel good when you win. Like, well, Wade Boggs said it best. <laughs> Nothing feels better than winning. It's a, it's a pride thing. Yeah. And, but, like, don't let it damage your pride, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because it did. It did. Now, yeah. I almost quit. Like, I almost quit the game after that because I was just – I was I was over it. But then, like, the, like later that afternoon, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This, this doesn't define who I am. I'm just going to keep getting better. Like, the competitive side of me wants to take – like all these short, all these shortfalls, and then just keep getting better and better. And I, and I, I've got like I've got people in my corner who are just gonna be I, like, "Hey, you can yeah. do this. You can do this. Keep trying this. Keep trying. Hey, let's test this. Let's do that." Yeah, you know. And and I, I I think it was it was it was just such a, a blow to I I don't have an ego. If that I don't I want to get that out there. I I am super humble in defeat. Yeah, I don't except for that one time, I was pissed. I was pissed. I was pissed. Yeah, but I, I even think that that pissed. it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like you were like screaming at Jason or something. Yeah, and I wasn't mad at Jason. I was um, mad at the situation. Yeah, like I think you put this expectation on yourself that you had to win. I did. For some, for I, I 100% reason. did. And I think that affected you more. Like for me, when I, even when I went in, also even if I hadn't won the qualifier that I won, and I still don't have it now, like, mm-hmm. if that was a hypothetical, I'd still be going and I'd still be trying to win as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Feel like I have to win. Yeah, if that makes sense. And, and I think that's what happened. I, I got to a point where I felt like I had to win, and now I've kind of set it back to where I want to win. Like I, I enjoy yeah, playing. And I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, like when you other, feel like you have to win. Yeah, then it's a job. Yeah, and, and, and that your, and jobs suck. Yeah, and I, you know, you're telling <laughs> me, man, you're so huh, I do one five days a week, and I can't and, stand it. No, I, I lie. I love my job. I like but, my job to an extent too, but it lets me do things that I have fun doing. Like I, because I have a job that I have, I can do this. I just hate working. I just want to find a way to make money and not have to work. Yeah, me too. Let me know if you figure that oh, out. Oh man, I'm this the holy grail, as it were. But like, what? I, I I think everybody who's going to nationals, who goes to a major tournament, like they they need to. They, I think they should look at themselves once and just say, what is it? that makes you play this game competitively? What is it that makes you want to be competitive at this game? Yeah, and there's no wrong answer. There isn't. There is like, do what works for you. Cuz I think I think having the drive to do something cuz like this this is my hobby. This is my favorite hobby. This I have not and I've told Adam, I have not had this much fun doing things on weekends since we played versus yeah, like, me too. Probably. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Oh, well, the, that's oh, probably not true for me because I, oh, I did like. There's a lot of fighting games. Oh stuff. yeah, we. Okay, you're right. I, I maybe I jumped the gun a little bit there. There were a few fighting game tournaments that we traveled to where I it, it was just an absolute blast of a weekend. But like now, like this is reminding me a lot of when we would travel for verses and we would you know crash at people's houses. We would you know drink till wee hours of the morning, playing games till the wee hours of the morning. We'd wake up, we tested this deck all night, then we play something completely different the next day and. End up, you know, crushing the tournament with you know, like I, I like the stories that go along with the competitive play, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of, that's why I keep saying the Cinderella story when it comes to you know this uh, the the Crystal Cup and Nats. Like, there, there's nothing more fun than creating these stories out of this competitive environment. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, too, like if you love Final Fantasy but you have no desire to play outside of your locals, man, just do that. Just do that. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with any level of play. Yeah, yeah exactly. We have all levels of play at our local. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to, you know, I mean, some people are going to get mad when they play turbo and things like that. Oh, yeah. But if you, like, just make them understand 
I guess. You know, that why why this deck's winning. Right? Yeah. And, you know, maybe you want to play a pet deck then, and you're having trouble with that, then just, like, run straight-up counters to it. Yeah. And sadly, there's not too much. Yeah, this game is very, very balanced. Like, even with a boogeyman like Turbo, it's not winning everything. It's not, because it's too polarizing. Yeah, and there's no... Like, that's the thing. I like, 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 for those who complain about, like, decks in this game, pull up, like, some magic results and maybe, like... I don't. I don't really pay attention to any other card game, but maybe the same thing happens in stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh and DBZ Super, maybe even Pokemon. Like you'll go, you'll look at competitive event results, and you'll look at the meta, and like 40 percent of the field is one deck. Yeah, I mean Hearthstone's kind of like that too. Yeah, you the only thing that excuse Hearthstone is you have to bring three decks to every tournament yeah. or something four usually. Yeah. Whereas something like this. I look at every top eight. Oh man, you might see some usual suspects in there, but it might be one number one over here, might be number six over here, might not even make the cut over there. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the best things about this game. That's what makes being competitive at it so fun, because you every single person who's building decks is on the cusp of building that next big one. Yep. Yeah, it's wide open. Yeah, and that's a huge segue. I love, I love, I just love the natural segues that happen on this podcast. It's, it's insane because the last thing we want to talk about is preparing. Like this is it. Like th- you're going to the show, man. This is this is the this is the last stretch. This is every, like everything we've worked towards since ARG Charlotte. Mm-hmm. It's now it's it's coming to a head. Like now the, the 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 time you've spent the the tournaments, the the deck building, the grinding, the traveling, you're here. Yep. I'm one step behind you, but we're we're, we're here. We're we're going we're going we're. You can still get a thing. Absolutely, and we're going cross country. So now it's time to build the best deck possible. And I know you know I know we're working on stuff right now. I've I've been given new life with Fire Ice thanks to uh thanks to my my mentor across the pond JFB. I appreciate the uh you know the chit chatting we've been doing lately. Thank you so much. So I've been reinvigorated with Old Reliable. So I've got some I've got some builds I'm going to be testing. I got some really neat stuff that I want to do. But I've also got some other things I want to try for you know, right. LA cuz I've I've got I've got a like I've got a list. I have a legit list of decks I want to build and test. So I'm I'm going to be hitting the grind really hard, like really really hard. And I know you're preparing. Yeah, um, I'm preparing. Yeah. We're not, we're not, and, and and every every tournament you've gone to, like you said, Mono Earth was something you were testing as well, and yeah, it's been performing pretty well. Um, yeah, there, there's, I, I, I don't know, I'm still up in the air as to what I'm going to play. I've mm-hmm. been testing a lot of things, so yeah, and that's the thing too. Like we obviously we don't want to go crazy talking about the stuff we're testing because you know we can't can't give can't give away everything on the podcast. We got to play some, play some cards close to the chest, but. It, it's it's going to be a process, like like we've said before. Like this is this is it. Like this is this is the show. Like this is you top eight here. You get to represent. You get to represent the United States in this game. I know that makes it sound a lot more grand than it actually. I mean, it's a card game, but so me, you're it, representing your nation. Deal. Like, it's huge. It's a I, huge deal. If I get top eight, just to be able to say that I represented I represent. my country in anything is pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, it could have been Taylor Wings. I don't give a shit. Yeah, hell, man. Not, 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 and not even just your country. Like, I mean, there, there's not. Is there a Canadian Nationals? Is there no, it's Mexican actually it's Nationals? technically the, the, North the, uh, America. It's technically North America. Yeah, so like you're you're representing the continent. You're like the ultimate warrior, holding the belt <laughs> for eight months. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it'll be really cool. I'm going to try really hard. Yeah, man. Like, it's – I'm excited. Like, I actually, you know, when we came over to do the podcast today, like, I was I, – I've been on my computer all day and, like, just – I, I like working on lists and stuff yeah, like variants yeah, of lists. Yeah, I've been doing that like every day. Me and Curtis talk like every day. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been just really I like, get talking to you guys as well. Um, you know, in various group chats that I'm in, just yeah. just saying what about this? What about this? Like we, and that's what's really cool. Like we, the support system that each other has. Like every community has it. The every, cool thing, at least for me, for my mindset for Nets, is there's no result where I'll be unhappy. Yeah, and that's huge. Because at the at the very worst, at the I, very worst, I could go I could go zero and seven, yeah, and I'll still walk out there fine. I mean, will I be a, a little disappointed? Yeah, but like, well, because at the very worst, we get to hang out with all these really cool people in LA yeah. for the weekend. And I don't think I'll go zero and seven, but no, I, I don't. Th- somebody um, has to though, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. I think about it. Like you look at stuff like other pro tours, like the Capcom Cup or whatever, like. Somebody's got to go O two. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's unfortunate because it's going to happen, and that's yeah. the thing. Like you, you, you bust your ass all year long, and then you get to the show, and something. Yeah. You know, like some- I said, I won't even really be mad. For me, making it to the show was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like that was my goal all year. Yeah, was just to get there. Yep. Um, and I'm there, or I'm gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have a goal. I my goal is top thirty two or top thirty one. Yeah. Uh. Like that's my first goal. I'd love to be top eight. Like oh, yeah. I'm gonna try really hard. That mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously like what I where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But my like my actual goal is like I'd be super happy if I got top thirty one. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, it's it's not like it was last year where it's like a day no, one. No. Yeah, there's no like pre uh, day one is seven rounds of Swiss top thirty one cut. Day two is top thirty one, and it's all two out of three. Correct. Everything in top thirty one, I believe, is yeah. single limb two out of three. Yeah, that's weird saying top thirty one. It is weird. weird. It's a weird number. Yeah, I, I get why they try to do it. They're trying to benefit from doing well. Oh yeah, which one. which I I, th- I think those who the the best player in the room should on the first day should be rewarded. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. I think it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the most intense matches I think are going to be the top sixteen matches. Oh, that, I agree. Those have the most weight to them. Yep. Um, yeah, cause, anybody that makes top 16 that once they get to that two out of three it's going to be really stressful oh yeah because literally you're playing everybody is playing for like a three thousand dollar prize at that point yeah yeah because sure, it's all expenses paid all expenses paid that so, doesn't if that doesn't want to make you play competitively i don't know what does yeah i mean that it's probably it's easily the dopest prize i think oh uh, yeah that they've done so yeah and it's weird like you go and kind of touching bases on you know preparation so preparation you know Playing competitively, I actually one of one of the best things I heard uh, when I read Hunter Nance say when they were like somebody was talking to him about like uh, you know what's the prize support like for that game and Hunter pretty much said I work five days a week for prize support. Yeah, that's how, yeah, that's like, what, basically what I'm saying too. Yeah, yeah, like I work, I I like my job not because my job is like the most fun thing ever. I like my job because. It allows me to do things outside of work, <laughs> like this, that I have fun doing. Yeah, and so. that and that's the same. Like, I I can't I can't get enough of this game. I can't get enough of this community. Yeah, I wish I had more time. Oh, dude, you're telling me the the, the competitive side of it has been just. It's gonna it, be harder it, it, once it starts ramp. More people start ramping up and putting more time too. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that that's, we talked about that on the way home yesterday. Not not to sound like we're still rambling here, but I, I think this is all relevant information and stuff that people people probably talk about this stuff too. We just record it while we're doing it. 
That's the only that's the only thing we do different, boys and girls. We just record it. But um we there there's just like the game's getting bigger and more people are gonna be getting better. Like, oh, yeah. I, I think we see new people adding to new people coming onto the pages every day. Like we get new people playing in our scene constantly, whether they stick around or not. I don't know because like our, it, there's sometimes there's inconsistencies with some people. I get it. people are busy, people have lives. Yep. Um, but all it takes is just like that that one time where you do well at a tournament and then you're hooked and then you keep getting better. Then you get a friend into it. Who knows? That friend could be the end up being the best damn player in the world. Yep. And I, th- I think that's going to happen. Like this Nats is going to be a, a, a monster. Man, I, I can't wait to see what next competitive season looks like. I think it's going to be bigger. It's going to be meaner. It's going to be tougher. I don't know if it's going to be tougher to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think the like competition is going to be tougher across the board. Yeah, yes, I think the qual- I think the qualifying. I think they might lax it back. A it's going to be a little bit different because it's brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's either if you're, it's if you're not first, you're last. It's so. hard to find the medium. It is. It is because you you want again. You want to separate the chaff from the wheat. <laughs> yeah. So I you know I, I'm I don't. There could be better, but like I don't hate how they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. It's, I mean, look at like all the tournaments we went to because they did it. Yeah. Oh. I, and the we thing is, we wouldn't have gone to half of those. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because it's tough. Because I know we we got burned at first when we first started playing the game. It's like, hey, come up here to a tournament. Oh, we're the only ones here. Yeah. Though I don't think that'll happen anymore. I think the game is big enough now that if, if somewhere close by says, "Hey, we're doing a win a box on Friday," I guarantee at least ten people will show up. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and end with um, we, we've started a new segment on our uh, in our in our rotation here we're doing video we've been doing card uh, card of the week which we're now changing to card spotlight yep so what we're going to start doing is building a deck around that card that we spotlight um i know we did check out if you haven't seen it yet check out the video we're f- f- uh, featuring the uh, starter knoll um, kind of like a reanimator style deck, which it looks really cool. Um, I kind of want to like just kind of want to play it too. I, I kind of want to <laughs> throw it on Octagon and just see what it's yeah. all about. I might play that at a local. So I, so I guess what I'm saying is anybody who's listening, um, and we'll post this at another spot too. Um, that's up to you, big dog. You post it wherever. If anybody has a card they want us to spotlight and build around, yeah, they can send it to us. Yeah, go ahead and send it to us, and uh, be on the lookout here. We're, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of giving everybody a little foreshadowing. What we're going to be doing, starting at, on the next podcast. You know, the, the game the game is constantly changing, and opinions on cards are changing, especially as more cards are added to the pool. We're going to go back, starting with Opus 1, and we're going to do this over the course of, of, over the next six podcasts. We're going to go back to each set individually and kind of re-review the cards. Um, see what cards are still amazing now. What cards have gotten worse? What cards have gotten better? Maybe cards that are being slept on too. Cards that are being slept on because as more cards enter the pool, they have better synergies with older cards. Like a perfect example, I mean these these all these Vikings now are all of a sudden everywhere. much better cards now because they printed this little four drop three K called Layla. So I think I think having something like that and this and I, we we almost want to kind of use that as a, not just a re review but a, a guide for newer players as well. Like hey. You know, if you don't like, and also to, you know, having access to you know some of these older cards, like a lot of these bulk cards that people just lose in the shuffle, 
you know, I think it'll be neat to go back and kind of talk about these a little bit. But um, some of those still suck. But. Oh, there's a lot of them that are still <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah. But I think some have gotten better just from the creation of newer cars. Yeah, and obviously, I, agree. I think the spoilers will be coming in hot and heavy. So this is going to be an exciting, you know, exciting like couple months coming up because you know we got the road to Nats, as it were. Yeah, I'm honestly like I'm ready for Nats to be here, and then kind of like hang out with everybody, do that, have tons of fun. Because, like, after that, I feel like we're going to be able to wrap up, like, all our stuff. Yeah, absolutely. After this season, during that lull between, like, that, Worlds, and then the next season, we're going to be really ramping up the content. So, you know, for those who are listening and those who are starting to listen, get ready, man. Like, we're, we're all going to be doing more videos, more contents, more streaming. Yeah. Um, Definitely more streaming, I think. I think that's the big one. Yeah, and speaking of streaming, um, I know there's something we might be trying to do. That's not official yet. It's so. not official. So we'll, we'll keep that close to the chest then. Um, but there's there's a lot. We, we definitely want to put the brand out there a little bit more. And uh, Speaking of brands, you know, T-shirts. We appreciate everybody who's bought our Returners T-shirts. I know. I don't know what our exact number today exact is. Adam knows. Um, but, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a decent amount. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We've, we've, and thank you for everyone that's bought one. And uh, if you haven't bought one yet, you know, check out Teespring. RVA, Windmill Slam, Blitz, T. There's so many names in this go, thing. If you watch the newest video, I started linking them in the YouTube videos, so it's there. Yeah, we'll probably link it on this one as well. Yeah. But other than that, you know, we're going to kind of go ahead and wrap this up. We just want to talk about, you know, competitive play, Nats coming around the corner, just the LQ season coming. It, it's been fun. This has been a fun ride, and I think it's just beginning. Yep, I agree. So thanks again, everyone. We're going to sign off from there. Hey everybody, thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners Podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.